why are we here again? Not like philosophically. <laughs> you know, to talk about stuff. Specifically? Disney or whatever. On today's show, we talk about Disney cruise planning. This is WDW, the Disney World Planning Podcast. Hello and welcome to episode, I think, 128. I'm not entirely sure. There are a lot of episodes. I'm your host, Julie Elster, creator of WDW.com, the Disney World Planning website. I'd like to welcome Kurt to the table. AKA Tech Nasty. No one calls you that. <laughs> Inappropriate. All right. We're going on a Disney cruise. I've mentioned it, I think, over the last, what, like three years on this podcast because we've been planning this for a long time. Yeah, well, yes. Yeah. Uh, it's not cheap, but uh, COVID has changed up plans quite a bit. All right, so walk me through this. When It feels like we have been on the verge of going on a cruise roughly forever. Yeah. So yeah. when did this start? I'm trying to think of when we first started planning it. I believe uh, it was we first started discussing it 2017. So 2017, I think it came up in conversation with the family because we're going with a big group. My entire family, my brothers, I have two brothers who are going with their families, my parents and my grandparents, and then us, my family. So it's a lot of people going. So How many total people are we talking here? It's 17 Whoa. total. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 10 adults and seven children. So we started talking about this, I want to say 2017. It was just, it was mentioned, like, we should do a cruise. And then it was mentioned specifically we should do a Disney cruise because we've done Disney as a big family, as a big group. And that's always fun, but that's harder for some of the older adults. They're just not into you know walking as much and they also are like yeah but i also don't want to get a scooter which i get like not you know know, they they're just they don't want to and and that's fine um but so they they want to do something family oriented that the kids will love that they can enjoy where maybe they're not obligated to walk you know forty five thousand steps in a day so the cruise came up because my grandparents love to cruise just in general so they suggested a Disney cruise. And yes, I believe that was 2017. Yes. And then we started for real talking about it 2018. And so we booked it either 2018 or, or early 2019. I know we had over a year from when we initially were supposed to sail, which was June 2020. Nobody was going anywhere June 2020. Yeah, so. we all these big plans. And then we were like, 2020 is the year. Like, March 2020 rolls around. The world stops. Yeah, we, we were supposed to go in June of 2020. So obviously that didn't happen. And then because like so many of us, we were like, well, pff, you know, this will be over in a couple of months. <laughs> you know, like, pff, come on, guys. So few foolish. months. So we just were like, well, let's push back a few months. So we pushed it to the end of 2020 thinking, yeah, we'll be good. Things will be normal. Things will be fine by the end of the year. Come on. Come on. So November 2020. So obviously that didn't happen. Then cruising just came to a complete halt. Um, A lot of people were stranded on cruise ships early in the pandemic. So that didn't do a whole lot to like boost the cruise industry. Didn't we watch an HBO documentary about it? We did. I can't remember what it was called. 
Um, it was really, I'm going to, I will look it up and I will link to it in the show notes because it was very interesting. It was about people who were stranded on a cruise ship the very beginning of the pandemic. Yeah, where no one knew what was and going on. And at first on. they were like, we get a free extra day on the cruise ship. And they showed them they were all like partying because <laughs> they had no idea. And then it turns out like half the cruise ship had COVID. And so they were all locked in their rooms and yeah, it's it, pieced together for people's phones. Yeah, it was, it was wild and a little scary. A little so, scary. I'll link to it in the show notes because I, off the top of my head, I can't think of what it was called. Um, so, yeah, so we pushed it to end of 2020. Then cruising just came to a complete halt. So we wanted to reschedule, but we didn't even know when cruises would be announced again. So they were finally announced. So we're like, all right, November 2021 is when we'll go. And so we were booked. Everybody was happy. Then my sister-in-law's like, oh, guess what, everybody? Exciting news. I'm pregnant. Yay. Like, and don't get me wrong, I'm thrilled. But it meant that we had to push the cruise again. You hate babies. I love babies. So my niece is here. She's wonderful. She's beautiful. Um, but if we had gone in November, the rule is the baby has to be six months or older. She would not have been six months. So she's here in the house with us. No, she's not here with me right now. She's here on this, you know, planet doing her baby thing oh, okay. eating and pooping mostly mm. i think that's about all Making she does gas faces yeah grunting like babies do a lot of old man grunting when you're a baby. babies are weird they can like <sighs> like their mouths will be closed but they still make this weird i couldn't even do it if i tried the weird grunting noise anyone with the baby who's listening who has a baby knows what i'm talking about all right focus anyway sorry baby brain um so we had to push it again to December. And so we talked about going in 2022, but that's, you know, the longer, the more we push this, the more the, the children are, more of them are in school. And so it means juggling school schedules. So it's like, it has to be over a break. So we were like, we're doing this over the winter break. Again, thinking the pandemic would be over. <laughs> yeah. So that's how we went from in 2017 saying, Let's go on a Disney cruise <laughs> to December 2021 actually doing. This is quite the setup for just like how we booked the cruise. It's It's been weird. This is like the weirdest vacation planning I've ever done in my entire life. And it hasn't gotten any less weird as we've gotten closer to the date. So as we record this, it is early mid-December. We leave the day after Christmas. We go December 26th is when we fly out to Florida for this cruise. And planning for 17 people has been really something else. I've had a lot of people ask me about it and are curious about the cruise. Um, so I thought I'd kind of go over some of the the planning and the rules with COVID so people can figure out if they want to cruise right now. All right. So All right, number one, do you like being stressed out? <laughs> I then think maybe a Bahamas cruise is for you. I, I think I'm probably the only one who's truly stressed out. I think the rest of my family's like, meh, Julie's got it covered. But it has been weirdly stressful. All right. So the, the big thing is the COVID testing. What's the deal with COVID restrictions? Okay. So there are a lot of COVID restrictions. Um, so First off, you everybody can't lick the door handles. No licking the door handles. That's always rule number one, COVID or no. Um Okay. <laughs> anyone who is vaccine eligible has to be vaccinated in order to cruise. So if you're somebody who's holding off on getting vaccinated, you're not gonna be able to 
to go on the cruise. You have to be fully vaccinated, which means either the two-dose vaccines, you have to have both of them and be two weeks out from your second dose. Or if you do the one-dose vaccine, you have to have had it, and again, two weeks out. So, um, do I have to have a booster? You don't have to have a booster, not currently. Okay. Um, and again, this is we're recording this in mid-December. Things seem to be changing regularly, but these are the rules for our crews. Um, so everybody has to be vaccinated. Now, we have several young children in our group who are not vaccine eligible. Those people have to get tested uh, one to three days before the cruise, and it has to be either a PCR or a NAT test. I'm not entirely sure what the difference is between all the testing, but I guess these are more reliable tests. Here's the the issue for our particular cruise. Our cruise sets sail December 27th. We have to test between one and three days before the cruise. So that puts us right over Christmas. And also you have you can't you can't go to a place that's like, well, we take three days to get you results. Like you have to test between one and three days and have results in the day before the cruise. So we have to find a place that does this specific so no kind home, of test. No home testing is allowed of any No kind? home testing, no rapid antigen tests, nothing like that. So just it's like full on swab up the nose into your brain. No, no, not no, not necessarily. Um, I the test that I'm looking at for our four year old because she uh, is not vaccine eligible, so she has to get tested. Lower nasal. Yes. So what it sounds like now, obviously we haven't done it yet, but it looks like Walgreens does the type of test that we need. They do a rapid NAT test, N-A-A-T. So what if it's, it's Nate. Is it Nate? I don't know. I'm asking. I think it's Nate. I'm just Nat. asking the question. Oh, you're asking such good questions. Really helpful, insightful questions. Do you want to look like an idiot <laughs> when you're talking to the pharmacist? No, I don't. You're right. I need a rapid NEAT test. Yeah. <laughs> don't you know? So you have to have results very quickly. So Walgreens does a test. They, it's in-house, I guess. They don't have to like send it off to a lab, which really over Christmas is the thing that's going to make or break us. Um, so we get results quickly. And then hopefully everybody tests negative. So it's, let me see, there are one, two, th three kids, four, no, five kids who are not vaccinated. So that's a lot of coordination on Christmas Eve that we have to figure out in order to get everybody tested. And, you know, I love my family and my brothers, but they're not exactly <laughs> like on top of stuff all the time. So and what happens so if you blow it? They don't let you on the ship. Just so, like, I mean, get it's, out? It's No, not get out. You don't get on. There's no getting out because you're never getting on. All right. They don't let you on. Um, have you ever been on a cruise, but like any cruise before? No. No. Okay. So when you get on, it's, it's similar to getting on an airplane. I mean, you like there are certain things you can and can't take with you. You know, I mean, you're traveling outside of the country. So, I mean, they, they take it seriously. It's not just like all aboard and everybody crams on the ship. Okay. So, you know, there's a check-in process and now they've added COVID stuff to that. So, when I checked in, so you check in, currently check-in times uh, 30 days before, so you can check in online. So, I had to check in. I had to scan 
everybody's passport photos and upload all of that information for them. On top of that, they're like, here's a website where you can upload your vaccine cards, vaccination records, all of that stuff as well. If you don't have that stuff, it's going to be a real issue when you go to try and check in at the port. So did say go away? Yeah. You can't just show up and like test me? No, so they do test you again at the port. There's another test at the port that oh. everybody has to take. <laughs> Is this one going into my brain? I don't think so. I don't think any of them go into your brain. I don't want it. Yeah. Uh, sorry. It seems unpleasant. No, I'm pretty sure because the, the one at the port's a rapid test. So I don't, I think again, it's just the lower nasal swab. Okay. Yeah. Um, I like that. Really wash my nose hairs. Ugh. What? Ugh. This is a great episode so far. I think I've said nasal swab several times already. It's gold. It's pure gold. So they test you again at the port. So it's a lot. You know, there's just so much to the COVID stuff that's very stressful. It's very, very stressful. So here's the thing. If one person, just one person tests positive, then everybody in that stateroom or in that traveling party will not be allowed onto the ship. So there have been some talks with family members about like, hey, let's make sure we're all being safe over the next couple of weeks so that nobody tests positive well, at the port. The strange thing is through the entire pandemic, we really have avoided any incidental exposure to COVID. Mm -hmm. And so it's just, it seems everyone in her family, right up until... <laughs> Like a week ago. Right up until Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving and on, we just keep getting exposed. Yeah, it's... Despite it's, our best efforts. So it, I have a family member who will remain nameless, who is just, like, just not interested in getting vaccinated, not interested in following the rules. And I'm... It's a tough position to be in because I love this person. And I'm like, hey, at this point, to each their own. But the issue I have is... You know, if you're going to come and expose unvaccinated children who don't have a say in the matter, that's where I would have appreciated like a heads up. So we had a scare with that. Then my brother tested positive because somebody in his office tested positive. So that's a whole other thing. All right. So let's talk about if you test positive before your trip. His concern was he's like, I've, I tested positive. This was a week ago. So obviously by the time we cruise, he will be clear. He will, he's quarantining still currently as, as we speak. Um, but by the time we cruise, he will be clear. Everything will have passed. He'll be fine. Um, but there's a possibility he could still test positive at the port. So CDC and Disney are like, all right, that's fine, but you have to go to a doctor and have them verify you had the virus, you've quarantined, you are clear of the virus, and then you don't have to test at the port. And so your brother was able to do this. He did do this. By just talking to a doctor, went, explaining it, and they yes. said, okay, yeah, we will yes. provide you with that letter. Yeah, so he, the entire family, because he's got two kids, um, they all went to the doctor. They've been tested a couple of times now. The doctor said they're clear. They have to finish the quarantine because the kids weren't vaccinated. So I guess their quarantine time is a little bit longer than my brother who is vaccinated. They have to finish their quarantine and then he's getting a letter from the doctor so that they can skip all of the testing because there's, I guess there's a higher chance of a false positive. Okay. Um, which I didn't realize that until 
uh, he had mentioned it, but I guess there's a higher chance of false positive. So, so because they all got it within X number of days, it's in. I believe it's within 90 days. If okay. you get it within 90 days of sailing, that as long as you have a letter from your physician saying that you've cleared it, you've quarantined, you've done all the right things, and they still all got to be vaccinated. Yes, adults still have to be vaccinated. Okay. So, quite the the pickle all of this has been. Um, and well, I'm and then what ha- if we show up and test positive there, we have to go quarantine in a hotel. Yeah. Yeah. Out of state. I haven't really mentioned this to my family because they're everybody's very positive, but I have low key looked up availability of hotels at Cocoa Beach, which is right there, um, in the event that somebody tests positive and that family can't get on the ship. So just like as a as a backup, I've and I'm not like announcing this to my family because it's a real bummer, but I want to be prepared just in case that happens. So, so did you get your money stressful. back? You do get your money back. And we have uh, tr- we we personally purchased the travel insurance oh, as really? well. I yeah, didn't know that. we did. Yeah, yeah. We purchased the travel insurance. So we're covered. Like, so let's just say hypothetically my brother got COVID, you know, too close to recover you know in time to like quarantine and feel better and be able to travel if that had happened and he couldn't go we have the travel insurance so that's why we ended up purchasing because there are so many you know what ifs right now it's crazy it's crazy so the planning that's been the stressful side of planning on top of that had i known i we should have delayed it again i know but we didn't you know we didn't know we were optimistic we didn't know (laughs) um disney cruise planning is weird in itself just even with this cruise ship not being at full capacity i've heard they're not like announcing how you know what capacity is but i've heard from other cruisers that it's about 60 percent the ships so it's like half maybe a little bit more than half okay so few enough that it's there's just going to be no wait for anything. That's but the hope, enough yeah. that it's not weird. Yeah, yes. Yeah, that's what you want, right? That sweet spot. So I'm hoping once we get on the ship that our tune will change a little bit with that. Um, but I was saying, like, the weird thing, even with it not being at full capacity, having to book, I mean, like, in true Disney form, like, where you have to be at your computer at the time when, you know, these bookings open so that you can book all this right stuff at the right moment. You know, it's not a great experience. Also stressful. Also stressful. Um, so, yeah, I, oh, the the stuff open, it depends on how often you cruise and when you get to book your stuff. But this is our first Disney cruise, so we were, like, last in line. And so I'm like at midnight at my computer booking stuff for everybody, excursions and Bibbidi Bobbidi Boutique, which weirdly is open on the cruise ship, but not in the theme parks. But so I booked like Bibbidi Bobbidi Boutique for a four-year-old and excursions for everybody and adult-only dining because stuff like that is really hard to get, like Space 220 level hard to get when it comes to some of like the adult dining experiences, I couldn't book it for everybody. I was trying to book them for everybody in our group and I couldn't, there just wasn't availability. So I've cruised many times. I know like my mom made a comment about it. She's like, I've never experienced anything like this. She's like, typically you just, you you know, maybe you pick your excursions ahead of time, maybe you don't, but she's like, you just, you pick your stuff and that's that. So she like couldn't wrap her head around it. And I was like, that's just how Disney does stuff. Um, but it's not 
it, that part of it wasn't the most pleasant uh, experience. I will say, like, it was a little stressful. Were you able to get the excursions that everybody wanted? Oh, yes. So the hardest thing by far to book is cabanas at Disney's private island. Oh, man, cabanas. I have heard so uh, much about cabanas from my grandfather. I cabana again. I know. My grandfather's, like, obsessed with the idea of getting the cabana. I could not get it at... Um, Castaway Key at Disney's private island. Oh, I, oh my God. I know. Idiot. I have failed. Well, even I was hoping with it being lesser capacity that maybe I'd have a shot at it. But no, I did not. I had no shot at it. I was able to get a cabana in the Bahamas, though, at one of the stops. So I did secure a cabana for them. Oh, will we be okay I with think, only one cabana day? You know, we're, we are not taking part in the cabana. We are doing a dolphin excursion. All right, which one costs more, a cabana or a dolphin? The cabana. How is a dolphin cheaper than a cabana? (laughs) So we did two cabanas because there were so many people. Our family is the only one not doing it. My brother's family is, you know, my parents, grandparents, they're all all enjoying the cabana. So we needed like a big enough space for everybody. But it includes lunch. It includes snorkeling gear. You have a server. You get drinks. So that's why. Like it includes other stuff. It's not just like a seat you know, under it's a, a ratty towel. Experience. It's an experience. Hopefully it'll be magical. If it's not, I'm sure I'll hear about it. <laughs> oh, you're going to so, hear about it. <laughs> I've heard the word cabana so many times over the last, what, three years. So hopefully it lives up to the hype. Um, but so that was a little bit stressful. Now, I'm hoping, though, on the flip side of that, that this cruise is out of this world because literally everybody I've talked to has who has done a Disney cruise is like you will never want to go on a different cruise line. I've been on gosh, Norwegian, Royal Caribbean, and Carnival are the three cruise lines I've previously sailed on. Of I've those been on zero. You've been on zero. Of those, Royal Caribbean was my favorite. There was like rock climbing. There was just a ton of stuff to do. It was a lot of fun. Um, but everybody's like, this yeah, point, no, this will this will blow it out of the water. It should be clear to the audience that I married up. <laughs> uh, that's sweet. That's sweet. I'm crazy, though. I'm like a psycho about this stuff. So everybody's like, wow, it must be so cool to be married to a Disney person. You and I both <laughs> know the reality. <laughs> no, it's still pretty awesome. I'm a little psychotic. Oh, thank you. You're so sweet for putting up with me. <laughs> um. So yeah, I'm I'm really hoping. In fact, I got my hair done today. Today was like my last day before we self-quarantine before Christmas. I was like, I'm gonna go out and get my hair done and leave the house because after today, that's it. It's over. But the woman what who- What if you got COVID? Well, that's why- Did you COVID us? I COVIDed us, yes. Well, I wore a mask the entire time. And today was like the last day because now we've got two full weeks until the cruise. So I think we're good. Anyway, the woman who's doing my hair was like, oh, one of my coworkers was just talking about a Disney cruise and won't stop talking about it, like how amazing it was. So I've and I went to the dermatologist like a month ago and he also went on and he was like an older dude, like not somebody you'd expect to be into Disney. And when he's like, what are you doing for the holidays? It's like, oh, we're going on a cruise. I met that guy and I think he had Disney weirdo all over him. Okay. Yeah. All right. You I can tell by his mustache that he you know. was like weird about Disney. 
I it was like a little too Walt like. I guess maybe it takes one to know one. Yeah, no, I knew right away. Okay. All right. I did not recognize that in him. I was surprised when he was like, I would go on a Disney cruise without my children. I was like, oh, okay. So a lot of high praise. Um, the COVID planning is stressful. I think Disney cruise planning is a little stressful anyway. The COVID planning, it's like next level. Yeah. I just, yeah. So I think I am I'm looking to do, to talk about in an upcoming podcast, not only our Disney cruise experience, but maybe some alternatives to the parks, which would include, you know, the cruise and Universal um, because after the cruise, we're planning on spending some time at the Universal Parks. You're a wizard, Harry. <laughs> Disney's just gotten extremely expensive. There's been a lot of negativity around Disney. So I'd love to explore some other options to see, all right, Disney's expensive, but does that mean that the less expensive option is, you know, a, a comparable option? Or does that mean, no, it's expensive because it's Disney and they're doing it right? So I really, it's I been, can't believe that all this that you you finally done it. You've turned your back on Disney. Hardly on a throne of lies. Hardly, hardly. I just want to Look, explore. You're not wrong though. No, Look there's on, like the YouTube videos. So much I couldn't negativity. believe it. I know. Reddit, Twitter. I know. It is crazy. It makes me sad. What's the deal with the the purple lady video? <laughs> so the the Galactic Star Cruiser. Which we gotten, discussed. We did like that cost breakdown. We did. And it was brutal. It was several times more expensive than staying at Grand Floridian. So, yeah, it was more expensive than if you did time at Grand Floridian and had like purchased park tickets. And we were promised an immersive Star Wars experience I, that puts you in the story. And I guess part of the issue was the videos that they've released haven't been super impressive. Underwhelming so, was underwhelming. the sentiment. Yeah, yeah. And, and I agree. And I get that you can't capture everything on video and have it look the same as an in-person experience. No, because those but, Galaxy's Edge promo videos look awesome. <laughs> Go if, rewatch a Galaxy's Edge promo. They're great. Uh, I don't know. I don't know that those, I think you go back and watch those promos and you tell me if they're as amazing as you're remembering them. I don't think they are. Oh, I we're, we're going to go do it. <laughs> I I think if, so the theory is people are canceling their reservations because of this promo video. And it, I guess the promo video is bad enough that Disney pulled it and just like scrubbed it completely from social media. That's pretty, that's damning. It is. All right. And. You said, oh, yeah, people are canceling the reservations. To this, I say hearsay. How would you know? Because they're opening up on the website. So previously, everything was completely sold out on the website. Now when you go, like hour by hour, it's changing. So I think it's a couple of things. I don't think it's entirely. This... How, what kind of, how many openings are there now? I, I don't know. I'd have to look. It's changing constantly. But it went from fully booked to. To openings. To, to like you can openings. Yes. To you can book the first month that like sold out immediately so here's here's what i think is happening i think it's a combination of things i think one people were aspirational about their bookings they're like i'm gonna book this and hopefully i can afford it when time comes for final payment when did they book it a few months ago when everything opened how much did they have to put down they had to put down 20 percent, and then final payments due 90 days well guess what Guess what we're coming around to? It opens in March. Isn't it like 90 grand? days? We're coming to 90. It depends on what you book. All right. 
we're coming up to 90 days. So I think it's people were hoping they could afford it by then and can't, so they're canceling. I think people wanted to like get a placeholder and and keep plans open. I think that's part of it. I think COVID is part of it. People are unsure what's going on and they're like, I'm not dropping six to eight grand if I don't know what's happening in the world because that's a lot of money. And I think the videos are underwhelming. I know, R2. They should have included you. <laughs> I think it's it's a combination of things. Um, but I it's not going anywhere. I mean, this this is a structure that they've put millions into. I don't know what the exact yeah, dollar amount. Everything the park has been getting more expensive. Yeah, but, but I'm, there's a lot of criticism. But yeah. But I'm saying, you know, complaining isn't going to take this. I mean, people are like, I hope this fails. It's not going to fail. It just maybe will not perform as they hoped. It's not going anywhere. They will I don't make know why it you would work. Hope it fail. People do. They. It's. I see a lot of it. I see a lot of. I hope it fails. I think well, they're going to recoup that revenue some other way. <laughs> it just. I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen with it. It's an interesting conundrum that Disney's in. They this, could lower the price. But. <sighs> It's COVID special. The ex- I can't imagine that they're making a ton of money because it's only like a hundred rooms in this hotel. I if I had to guess, I would guess they probably make more money at a value or moderate resort because think of like the amount of cast members and like not just cast members who are there like here's your room key like it's people who have to be in character who have to be in full makeup and costume like it's a full-on thing who have to be acting like it's not just a regular employee it's an actor slash employee it both lacks economy of scale yes it's small Mm -hmm. so it just can't be inherently can't be profitable and it's expensive to run it yes so you're saying it's a stupid venture. I don't think it's a stupid venture. I think this, if it works, they could figure out a way to do something similar at a more budget-friendly you know, number. Oh, you think it's like an experiment? Yes, yes. This that's what I bed? Yes, I think that they are testing this as, as a concept. I feel like I sound I like crazy, but I, th- but I think that's what's going on. But... I don't know that their first go at it is going to be great. I think it's going to need a lot of tweaking. I think what people see in March of 2022 is not what they're going to see in March of 2023. I know for something like this, I wouldn't want to be the, you don't want to be the first one. And I also think that's why a lot of people are canceling or not booking because they are like, I'm going to wait it out. I'm going to wait until, you know, the cast members figure it out and they get the right people and they know what they're doing and the experiences are like really solid. So I don't know. I don't know. I want to, our Grubhub showed up. I want to go in. Okay. So, well, DoorDash. Are, you, are you excited about this cruise? I, you know what? I was, I was extremely excited, and now I'm trying to temper my expectations <laughs> for fear that we can't get on this ship. It's too bad we don't have the Galactic Star Cruiser as a backup, because it doesn't open till March, because it sounds like they're going to be openings. Well, I guess they don't COVID test. No, no, I guess not. All right, so I think in, so we're planning on going right after Christmas. I think we will do an episode probably when we get back. We may be able to record while we're there. We won't be able to upload because we won't have Wi-Fi on the ship, but 
Um, we will try to keep everybody up to date with our Disney but not parks experience. So I think this will be fun How to check out. How are you going to it once you're doing Universal? Disney alternatives. Didn't you just buy Universal passes? I did buy Universal passes. No! We're going to do another episode about Universal because they're passes they're like giving them away <laughs> so pricing out tickets and then pricing out annual passes i was like why wouldn't i do annual passes if you it's, were to go it's smart to, isn't the annual pass less than the cost of two tickets it well it depends on how many days you're going but we're going peak time of year and that's why passes worked for us okay and universal doesn't sell i think it's five like five day tickets i think it's five days it's either five days or or beyond five days you can't even buy tickets for that many days you have to buy a pass at that point so um yeah i think maybe we should crunch the numbers in another episode what do you think all right let's do it we'll do some disney world park alternatives to see if they make sense all right we're gonna go eat our dinner but until next time i will see you guys in the parks